Hello and welcome to show number nine of the online gaming podcast. This is your host, Kevin Devine. We're going to start off with the news and then we'll get to our reviews. I'm reviewing the online vinci.de.vu, uh, which is just a single game on, on a web. And I am also reviewing two games from Brett Spielwelt. It's, I'm hoping this will be a shorter show than last week's over an hour show. So let's get to the news. Uh, big news, ludaholic.com, L-U-D-O-H-O-L-I-C.com has just launched. They currently only have one game that's playable, and that's Capital by Alan Moon and Aaron Weissbloom. But Erland should be available quite soon. Uh, the development on it is proceeding quite nicely, according to the blog by the developer. As this is a CCG Workshop project, I know they have a number of other licenses, such as Mall of America, Grave Robbers from Outer Space, Summer Camp, Monkeys on the Moon. So I think we can s- expect to see a lot of nice things coming from Ludaholic.com. I suggest you go over there and give it a try. In other news, Spiel by Web has announced that Maharaja is now in development. Uh, I saw it pop up in the forums and then it was confirmed by uh, two of the developers. Santiago should be in beta very shortly. I'm not sure how to get in on that beta, but I would post in their forums if you're interested. And they have just polished off in it the advanced version of Reef Encounter. They also mentioned that there will be some other new developments coming soon, though they didn't expound on that, so we'll keep an eye on that. Switching over to the wargameroom.com, they've released two new versions of their existing games. Europe Engulfed is up to 7.8, and Twilight Imperium is up to 1.5. Mobby Web has posted a screenshot of Shadow of the Empire. Emperor. I keep messing that name up. I'm thinking of some other game, but Shadows of the Emperor. And it looks quite good looking. And they have modified the game history, so now you can see a list of all of your completed games. I guess before it was limited. Game Table Online has had a few updates. Uh, They have added chess, the traditional game, and they're considering backgammon, hearts, and cribbage to be added to their list of games. Each day in September, every time you play New England, you're entered into a drawing for 50 GTO points. These GTO points can be redeemed for uh, a number of things listed on their website. If you're looking for games, September 30th at 5 p.m., there will be a Euphrates and Tigris game. So if you want to play Euphrates and Tigris, or Tigris and Euphrates, uh, September 30th, 5 p.m., I believe that's this Friday? Ah, this Saturday. That's this Saturday. Over at Hex War, they've updated their World War II divisional system. They're developing a new version of North Africa and a new version of Twilight's Last Gleaming. The Conquer Club, which uh, I think does an online risk. 
has a lot of updates recently. They have live chat, auto attack, visual dice, in-game player listings, game log enhancements. Uh, it now records when a player missed a turn in freestyle games as well as sequential games. Join games from the Game Finder, session improvements, navigation menu in the forum, and more emoticons. Changing your email uh, has been updated so the confirmation email is sent to the proper place. Uh, moderator has returned and some performance issues have been recognized and will be fixed soon. So a lot of things happening and that's at conquerclub.com. I haven't reviewed that site, but I do check it for news. Over at Tracks Game, which is where you can play tracks online, they've updated the website with a nice new color scheme. Days of Wonder is going to have a scheduled maintenance September 28th. That will be this Thursday. And if I did the time conversion correctly, in Eastern Standard Time, the interruption will be from 1.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. So hopefully it won't affect too many people, though some of you might be up and that's what's going to happen. Super Duper Games has made a few uh, improvements. They have a new away system. If you're going away or on vacation and want to let people know that, they have a new system for that. They've updated Zendo, so there is a checkbox to skip the guest f guess phase um, to speed up gameplay, and Masters can remove or grant guest stones as well as update text descriptions of cones. They've also released a new game called A Lock, which was described as a one-dimensional go. Pente.org is advertising their Fall 2006 Pente Open. Sign-ups end October 14th. Now for the Vassal Engine update, always has a long list of things, so I'm just going to start with those um, uh, updates that uh, came after I did my last report. Second Fleet just posted a save file for the moderate preparedness level for playing between two online players using masks. Diplomacy just posted the first playable version of my first module. Any comments welcome. Carcassonne the Discovery, now available. Carcassonne the Discovery. The rest of the Carcassonne-style games are soon to be released. The Ark of the Covenant, now available. Ark of the Covenant, module created with permission from Inspiration Games. This is a Carcassonne-style game also designed by Klaus Jorgen Red. The remaining Carcassonne-style games are soon to be released. Another Cataphrac. Just posted an external link to GMT's Cataphract plus Attila High Definition. Use KGRUNT's module if your screen resolution is lower than 1280 by 1024. Easy right-click slash hotkey access to layered markers slash cohesion hits for ease of play. Link to a three-part RAR file containing module and setup files. 
Shifting Sands Upgrade, version 4 posted. I have added a random draw window, the long-range desert group intelligent missions, allowing the allied player to randomly draw the cards, peek, and replace. Also included torch setup for both scenarios and some other minor changes. War Galley and Devil's Horseman. Pending GMT's approval, you can take a look at these two finished modules containing all the scenario setup files. A Victory Lost. Final version of the module of MMP's newly released A Victory Lost, the new game of Operation Saturn and Manstein's Backhand Blow. Used by the game designer Adam Starkweather to playtest and develop the design, now available for public consumption, includes, includes the latest artwork from the game. Feodalite, uploaded. This is a game from Vevictus number 69 by Florent Capot. Loosely based on the medieval rules from GMT, it depicts the events, rivalries, and misfortunes of France from the end of the 9th to the 10th centuries. Article. Mersine Twister Code Die Roller for Vassal. A new, more robust, and random die roll for Vassal modules. It has a link to that. VG Vietnam 2.9 updated, that's the Victory Games Vietnam. Even I don't have much time to play friends, have improved the module, thanks to all. Command and Colors Ancients update, a new version 2.1 of the Command and Colors Ancients Vassal module is now available. It is updated to the second edition rules, includes a terrain reference chart, and has 10 new scenarios. NFL Strategy, just in time for the NFL season. NFL Strategy, and has a link to the board game geek, has been uploaded. Twilight Struggle 2.4 Beat, now uploaded for playtesting. All changes can be found in the charts. Please report programming automata bugs to and has an email address. FASA's Star Trek Starship Tactical Combat Simulator. I've uploaded a new version of FASA's Star Trek Combat board game. Playtesters for live and play-by-email games welcome. There is still much to do, but version 1.3 at least recreates the physical game board encounters. NFL Strategy Model 1000, updated to version 1.3. I've scaled the entire thing down 66.66% in order to reduce the system heap memory usage. So hopefully now the issues of game pieces, plays, the football, etc. not showing will be corrected. Please let me know if you continue to have problems that have at least 256 megs of system RAM. So that's the Vassal engine updates. We're going to take a short break and when we return we'll be reviewing... Online vinci.de.vu and then come back for uh, a Brett Spielwelt. Uh, I think I reviewed two games there Diamant and Funkenschlag. Hi, I'm Paul Tevis from Have Games Will Travel, and this is the Gaming Podcast Network. Here's the top 10 reasons to listen to The Dice Tower, a podcast all about board games. Number 10. If you're listening to this, then you probably dig top ten lists, and there's one in every episode. Number nine, it's way edgier than NPR. Number eight, you don't want to be the last person in your gaming group to know about Moritz Eggert and Rick Thornquist's gaming news. Number seven, Tom's soothing voice has been proven to lower stress levels in lab monkeys by 63%. 
Number six, you can never have too many contributors, and the Dice Tower features at least five every week. Number five, it's the only way to find out whether Tom Vassell is really that positive. Number four, you can feel like a globetrotter without having to actually fly to Korea. Number three, unlike your favorite TV show, you can count on a new episode every week. Number two, you can say we're there at the beginning after it becomes a massive global phenomenon. And number one reason to listen to the Dice Tower, you'll finally be able to put a voice to those 4,921 game reviews you read online. So come out and join us at www.thedicetower.com and listen to our weekly episode of the Dice Tower. We'll see you there. Well, this week it's going to be a kind of short review on two sites. The first site is Online Vinci, which is at www.online-vinci.de.vu. And the game they have available on there is Vinci. And the other review I'll be doing is two games I played on Brett Spielwelt, and that'll be in part two. So let's get on with the review of Online Vinci. Online Vinci is a site that's all in German. They don't have any translation in any other language, so if you're not a German speaker, you're going to need some kind of translation software, or you can guess. When you get to the front page, it has the different steps spelled out for you. Registration, then start a game, join a game, and then playing the game. The interface is not bad for a single game. Registration is pretty simple. Username, password, email address. I was a little disappointed with the game and a little bit with the game manager. Once you start a game, you you get a number for the game, and you really want to remember that number, or when you want to get back in the game, always click on the email to get into the game, because there's nothing that just puts your games at the top, um, or shows just your games. At least I couldn't find it. Uh, maybe a German speaker who listens to this show could help me out and point that out to me, but I didn't notice it. Additionally, Instead of using the counter images, uh, they just use text. Uh, the map board is a... I think they took the image from Fun Again, if I don't miss my guess. it's It's got a watermark from one of the websites. Um, I'm not sure which one on it. So it's not a scan of the board. There's no scans of the counters. And that really detracts from the gameplay. However, you can play the game on there, and it works uh, pretty well. My main issue was trying to decipher the German to know what the different civilizations were. Uh, that became a little bit difficult. There is a little icon if in them if they survive decline, and I think they have the number for how many armies they give you. So that's not too bad. Uh, Attacking is simply clicking on where you want to attack, and it attacks that area. Uh, To reinforce areas, you click, and the number automatically goes up. 
However, uh, if you screw it up, you have to start all over. There's no plussing and minusing. Um, when you get into the game, you have to remember to scroll all the way to the bottom to log in to start your turn. Uh, and there's a couple times where you need to click that underneath the the map board to go to the next part or you haven't taken your turn. Uh, there are a few times where I miss that when I was trying to take my turn and I had to go back in and do my turn uh, over again because I hadn't uh, clicked the... Uh, in English it looks like, I think, whiter, which I think means next or something like that or done or finished. I'm, I'm not quite sure. So you have to remember to click that. And it's not visible. I, I run at 1600 by 1200, and it's still it's not visible when you're playing. So it's very easy to miss. Down the right-hand side, you have a log of each turn and your points. Uh, my complaint there is it goes from turn one to the current turn as opposed to the current turn being on the top which I would find more helpful so it it has a lot of players if you go there you're going to get a game you'll get to play Vinci however if I were going to play Vinci I definitely play on ludagora.net as opposed to online vinci.de.vu uh, because I, the interface is better, the graphics are better, your games come right up. I'm playing, I've played seven or eight games of Vinci on Ludagora. I've played two on online Vinci, and I'm probably not going to play any more. I wouldn't give the site a really bad rating. The games are playable, and they work. But for a non-German speaker, I found it rather difficult to understand because there were no graphics to help me out. However, like I said, you will find players, and there are people on there. So if you are comfortable with the German speaking, and you have some reason why you don't like Ludogora, perhaps you don't like the French, I don't know, uh, <laughs> then Online Vinci will work for you. I, I've started grading the different sites as I do my review, and I would give I give Online Vinci a seven out of ten, mainly because of the the user interface. The gameplay's fine. That's my review of www.online-vinci.de.vu. Check it out if you want to uh, see it. Though I recommend playing Vinci Online at Ludagora.net that I reviewed last week. Okay, so this is, I think, part three of Brit Spielwelt. Uh, I played another two games. I played Funkenschlag, or as English speakers would know that as Power Grid. And I played Diamant. And I'm going to start with Diamant. Diamant is a very short uh, push-your-luck game by Alan Moon. Um, I had a chance, actually, to play with Alan Moon at an Origins convention uh, this game, but in this case I'm going to talk about the Brett's Wealth implementation. You start the game, and you can have from four to eight players, and uh, once everybody has started the game, you can see all of your people camped out at the beginning, and then there will be an arrow over the cave that you're going into. You need to click the arrow to go into the cave to say you're ready. 
then an image will pop up that will tell you how, uh, the gem card or the hazard card that pops up. Uh, on the left-hand side of that will be uh, two little notes. The bottom note is the number of gems that have been left behind, and the top note is the number of gems you currently have on your Explorer. If a hazard is flipped up, it will put a skull and crossbones of a color on the right-hand side. To determine whether you're going forward or uh, whether you're leaving, you move the mouse either to the top of the cave or back towards or down into the camp. And there, there's a little arrow that goes up and down at the bottom of the little cave window that indicates that. Once you've done that, your lamp up at the top will light up to indicate whether um, that you're done. Then what it will do is once everybody has made their decision, it will show you in the bottom left of that window the color of the people going back, and then will slowly reveal the next tile. I found it a little confusing to get the interface at first, but once I figured it out, I played two games pretty quickly. Uh, I didn't win anywhere. I The first game, I pushed my luck too much, and the second game, I chickened out too early, and one player who stayed in after everybody else had left hit a 17 diamond or something like that. He just, he hit the jackpot. He he was, I'd say he was really, really lucky, but <laughs> he just played the game the right way. Um, it was pretty fun. It took me a while to actually get a game of Diamant going. I eventually was able to use the game channel uh, to find somebody who was looking to play looking to play Diamant, and got in uh, first a seven-player game, then an eight-player game. And it plays it plays fast, it plays really well. Uh, if I can find more players, I'd probably play it a number of more times on Brett Spielwelt. Once you get over the little interface changes, in the board game, you hold your little... Uh, explorer in your hand. You either have it in your hand or you don't, and then you, you turn it over... Um, and I found it a little difficult to know which uh, thing on the left-hand side was showing the gems I currently had in my hand and the gems that were being left behind. But once I played one game, I kind of figured out what meant what. And as I just ex- I've explained it to you now, if you were to go to Brett Spielwelt, you'd already know what the interface looks like. So that was uh, Diamant. I definitely recommend playing it on Brett Spielwelt. It's uh, very fun, very fast, if you can get all the people together uh, to play. I, I definitely recommend playing uh, six to eight players. It's It can be played four players, but eh, not as fun. And, you know, push your luck. Go for it. The other game I had a chance to play was Funkenschlag. Uh, I really wasn't going in there to play that, but that came up in the game channel, and I'd played Power Grid a number of times, so I thought, hmm, I'll go play some Funkenschlag. I wasn't able to get into anything more than two three-player games, but that was enough to give me a pretty good feel. I did have an issue the first time we tried to play uh, with trying to play on the French map. It didn't load. Uh, I had... 
the mouse overs for the cities and the clouds over the cities that were blocked off and everything else worked except I couldn't see the map board so we had to restart the game in uh, I think we played US then and both times I played the US board the US and the Germany board seemed to load fine but for me the Italian board and the French board or France board wouldn't load and I don't know why some some type of error I'm not sure what it is my Java client or something, but aside from that, um, the game plays just like Power Grid. Um, you do the auction for the power station, and you have to pay a little bit of attention if it's your turn. You'll have a little star next to your name on the right-hand side. Your name will be up in the upper left to say it's you know your turn to bid on the auction or whatever, and your name will be in the bidding but I found it a little bit difficult to know who's going, just because it's not as not as obvious. I, I mean, I just told you three places where it shows up, but I still sometimes would miss it. Oh, it's my turn. Um, in addition to that, it's it's somewhat difficult to know who passed. Um, but altogether, not too bad. So you buy the power stations, and then just like normal, it goes from bottom up to buy the resources, and you just click the resources on the bottom to buy them, and they go into a little window. If you make a mistake, you can click in the window and put them back. Then you click the... It looks like a 2F alien. That's the OK button. I think it might be the uh, Friedman Friese's, uh logo or something like that. Uh, he's the designer of Power Grid or Funkenschlag. So, uh, that's buying the resources. After you buy the resources, then you expand cities. Now, expanding the cities is where I found it to be a little bit uh, annoying. And in the first game, I expanded too far. I spent all of my money expanding, and I was like, oh, no, no, I want to take that back. Well, you can't. So you have to be very careful when you're expanding cities because if you make a mistake, you cannot take it back. So so that's one thing to be mindful of. So I expanded out the cities, and then once that's done, your, your, your power plants will pop up in front of you, and you have the option to fire them. Firing your power plants means that you're powering them up to power the cities, and you'll get paid for however much you power up. And that is actually the entire game. You have to have the resources to fire them up, and you can you can just drag and drop the resources on the different power plants to put them where you want them to fire the plants up. Uh, I found the game to go very quickly. I think both times I played Funkenschlag, it didn't take longer than half an hour, 45 minutes to play the game. Uh, some of the calculations that are done automatically for you are are nice Um, but for the most part Power Grid is not that difficult of a game I didn't win either game though I came a lot closer Uh, the second time, the first game I kind of got locked out and the second game I I couldn't get resources (laughs) so both times I kind of caught myself into playing the game uh, not not the best way, but eventually I figured it out, and um, I'm going to try to play it a couple more times. I want to try the Germany map, and I want to see if I can get France or Italy map boards to load, so I'm probably going to go back on there, and 
I might encounter the same people. Uh, the two games of Funkenschlag I played, I was playing with a different third player, but the second player was the uh, same guy, or the host of the game, I think, was the same guy. Uh, and he's he's he won both games, so he's he's very good. <laughs> so I'm sure if I keep playing, I'll uh, I'll get better uh, playing against a player who's who's good. So those are the two games I played on Brett Spielwell, Diamant and Funkenschlag, both of which I'd recommend to anybody who would like to play Power Grid or Diamant. Uh, Diamant right now is out of print, but I believe they're reprinting it with a slightly different theme. Um, if, I, if I remember correctly, and adding some kind of extra little features. I think there's going to be a deluxe edition, and I look forward to that. I'm a big fan of Alan Moon Games. And anything he puts out, I'll buy. Uh, he hasn't put out, to my, in my opinion, a real serious dud of a game. I think the closest might be Elf and Gold, and I and I own the game, and I like playing the game. I just, other people don't seem to like it as much, but... Uh, if if you had to point out his quote unquote worst game, that might be what somebody points out. But uh, I really haven't seen it. And uh, if you're if you listen to my new segment, one of Alan Moon's other games, Alan Moon and Aaron Weisbloom, Capital is available play by web, and um, I'll be reviewing that site to go over that shortly. Well, I thank you for listening to my review of two more games on Brett's Wheel Welt. I hope to have some more of this segment later on. Uh, hope to get. I'm still trying to get that game of Niagara in that I keep talking about, but it seems like nobody wants to play Niagara with me, so <laughs> I think eventually I'll get to it, but until then, I'll keep trying to get in certain games. I, I think I can get definitely get in a game of Teach You, so I'll let you know how Teach You plays on there and uh, possibly a different variant of Carcassonne next time. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. We hoped you enjoyed today's online gaming podcast. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments, please go to onlinegamingpodcast.blogspot.com or email kdivine at yahoo.com.